This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Champions League semifinal stage is set as Borussia Dortmund loses to Manchester City and Real Madrid take care of business against Liverpool. So we have it. PSG against Man City. Real Madrid against Chelsea. We will discuss today's action and what's ahead. Jimmy Conrad joins me. Que golazo. Champions League Wednesday recap begins right now. Hey everybody, welcome Champions League Wednesday recap and Jimmy Conrad, the final four is set, the semifinal stage is set, uh, Borussia Dortmund loses 2-1 to Man City, 2-4 in aggregate, Liverpool can't get the best out of Real Madrid, it's nil-nil at Anfield, which means Real Madrid wins 3-1, so that means PSG against Man City, ooh, that's just tasty just saying it. Mm-hmm. Right. And Real Madrid against Chelsea. The first legs, April 27, 28. The second legs, we go 4th and 5th of May. Cinco de Mayo should be fun. Jimmy Conrad, talk to me first about, uh, well, let's go with Real Madrid, Liverpool. Obviously, nil nil, uh, but talk to me about this game. Yeah. What I'll say is, if you guys did not see it, the first five minutes of the game, Liverpool did more offensively than they did in the whole first leg. They, they got more shots on goal. Uh, Mo Salah had a chance within two minutes. They were absolutely cruising. He hit it right at Courtois. Courtois made the save. And as I watched this game continue to progress, I put out a tweet near the end, and I started thinking about it some more. Because we're in this era, Luis, of these advanced stats, XG this and XG that, you know, and heat maps and heart rate monitors. And we're trying to analyze every single thing that we can properly analyze. But there are some things, some intangibles, that I don't think can be measured. And one of those is your belief, your spirit, your mentality, your confidence, all this type of stuff. Maybe, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years down the line, they can figure all that out. They'll give you a certain pill that you can take to make sure you got confidence for the day. But for right now, we don't have that. And when I look at this Real Madrid team, they are amazing. Maybe the best in the world at bending, but not breaking. And they always seem to get a result. We, we, four, so let's go back to the group stages. In, into the match day five, right? There's six, six group stage games. After four of them, we thought, Uh, Madrid's going to be out. I mean, we were talking about, man, Madrid in the Europa League. We don't even know if they like playing in the Europa League. They only consider themselves Champions League. I remember making those jokes with you and us laughing. They lost to Shakhtar Donetsk twice. Twice. So we're like, that's it. I mean, there's no way. And they somehow not only get through, they win their goddamn group. Like, what? You know, and I always thought that that Sergio Ramos really epitomized that spirit. Like, they needed him on the field to to be the emotional leader, to, to have them play that way. But he hasn't played in either leg against Liverpool, and they're still showing those characteristics. And that really says a lot about what Zidane has done with this team and obviously the experience that they could lean on from being multiple Champions League winners in the past. And, and I wouldn't be surprised that they went on to win La Liga this season either, right? It's just... They're just one of those slippery teams that that you they're just going to hang around and then eventually at the end you're like wait how did they how did they get on top again you know and and they did it against Liverpool sure we could argue you know Liverpool 
really, really stung this year. I don't know what they sold. I don't know how many souls they've sold to win the Premier League last year and the Champions League before that. But but due to the injuries and, and the fact that they just can't score this season, they just can't score that timely goal, which was the hallmark of their teams over the last few seasons. Uh, it really came back to bite them today. But a tremendous game in a lot of different ways. If you're a Liverpool fan, you got to be pretty proud of what they did. They created more than enough opportunities to, to win that, or at least to win that game and, and maybe even push it into extra time or to win it straight up and, and to go on to the next round. But it's just that Real Madrid team and the Casemiro. I can't say enough about that guy. How about that? That's another guy that epitomized. I'm going off here, Luis. It's another guy that epitomizes. He should get a red card every single game. That dude, he's all over the place, but somehow he only gets a yellow. He's, he's got a face that only referees can love or something. I don't even know, but, hmm. but uh, it's, it's, it's incredible that, that ability by Real Madrid that, that can't be measured by stats. Yeah, absolutely right. We've said it from a while now. It's like, you, shame on us for questioning uh, the greatest team in this tournament uh, and doing their thing. But rightly so, at the beginning of the tournament, you know, we were questioning about how they were going to do uh, if they got into the knockout stages. And here they are in the semifinal stages. A few things about this game. Number one, Courtois, well done. We have criticized you a lot. Obviously, I'm extra bitter just because you pushed Kaylar Navas out of the way. But credit is due, my friend, because you said like how this game started brightly for Liverpool. They were attacking, uh, pressuring, creating chances. But Courtois made a key, key say. Obviously, Mohamed Salah probably could have done better, but Courtois made himself big enough to deny. And that kind of set the rhythm for his performance throughout the game. So well done on that one. The second thing is something that James Banks said in the preview about Sadio Mane and how he really has not been able to find that great form that we know and remember him for, especially last season. He wasn't as productive, but I think everybody else, but you said a great line, Real Madrid doesn't break. They may bend, but they don't break. And and they showed that. And to be honest with you, the fact that they've done this without Sergio Ramos is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. And, and, and well Veron. And Veron. It's and not Veron. Like, Two unnatural and, center backs. And, taking and, no, care of and no right back. You know, I mean, they they had Vasquez in leg one. He gets hurt. They put Valverde there, which I thought was a was a nice move, even though Sadio Mane ate him up for lunch for the first you know half, I think. And then when Valverde went into the midfield, it was like a breath of fresh air. That guy covers so much ground, by the way. Odria Zola still probably isn't good enough for me, but they still figure out a way, whoever's on their team, to, to get a result. And they went yes, at Anfield and did not concede. Really God, just, amazing. It's, 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 I mean, I always try to, I try to strip it away. Like how and why? And, and and I try to look at it critically and unbiased and all that stuff. And and there's, there's a cliche. That's a cliche for a reason. Cause it's said a lot that, that your midfield's going to end up determining whether you win or lose a lot Mm -hmm. of games. And when you look at that midfield from Real Madrid, Casemiro, Modric, Tony Cruz, they just quietly go about their business and, and it's incredible how much success that threesome has had together. And it shows in those moments when things get tough, you can play those guys the ball under any situation. They usually hold it, right? Draw a foul, slow the game down. They're just so good at controlling the tempo. And if they have to, and somebody actually tweeted back at me when I put that tweet out, what, what Madrid's good at is they can adapt in game, right? If things aren't going well, they're very good at, okay, that's fine. We'll let you have that. We're still good. Now we're going to figure out a way to not let you have that anymore. Right. And, and not a lot of teams have that. There's so many teams that just stick to the game plan. And we can, as we tell, probably segue to Man City in, in, in a few moments. Man City seem like they're so rigid. And, and I mean, obviously, it's a fluid you know, formation. And they're moving around. But sometimes they're so true to that 
that there are times, dude, just lump it forward. Like that's the right play. You don't have to play aesthetically pleasing sometimes. When teams take that away and the pressure's high, just put one in the corner, go high press from there, and then try to turn them over and go, go from that standpoint. But they're so true to their game plan, they never want to get away from what's given them so much success. And I get that. But Madrid, I feel like, show that they have that adaptability. And, and as Vinicius Jr. continues to emerge as a force and as Asensio stays healthy and continues to do what he's doing, and as Benzema, hopefully he continues to stay on that form for Madrid's purposes, they're going to, I don't, I don't, them versus Chelsea is a terrific matchup. And, and yes, it might not be fun. To, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of goals in that one, but, but from a tactical standpoint, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be a game of chess is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just going back to your point about, the midfield for Real Madrid. I mean, it pays off to have a World Cup champion, a World Cup finalist, a Copa America, and very important player for Brazil. Just And then you have all... If they're a really good uh, balance between experience, youth, sort of uh, all of that put together under one of the greatest managers and players the game has ever seen. And it's just... They just show. So that game against Chelsea is going to be really intriguing. I totally agree. All right, let's, let, let's pivot now. Uh, to Manchester City. No break here. Let's pivot here to Manchester City against Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund scored first. Jude Bellingham with a fantastic goal. 17 years old. Unbelievable. Great finish. And it looked for a while, uh, you know, I predicted a 2 all here and and I predicted Dortmund to score first because of that reason. I thought they were going to, you know, I remember saying Dortmund winning the first half and then City winning the second one. Well, you know, so that's why. But... Man City in the end came away from it. Phil Foden, what a finish. Of course, Riyad Mahrez p- uh, penalty. We'll talk about how harsh it was uh, if it wasn't at all. You know, we, we can discuss that. But ultimately, I think the best team won here. Uh, Man City goes through. Yeah, I think over the two legs and over the balance, Manchester City has more quality than Dortmund. I don't think that's going to be a big surprise or shock to anybody. But there was something about Dortmund today that that I thought they put a good account of themselves out there, that they deserved to be there and that they deserved to go toe-to-toe with one of the best in the world currently. And Jude Bellingham, I think, really epitomized that. He really symbolized what that meant, that spirit. Like, we can do this, you know, after he scored, he he, you could sense, like, we're going to do this. And then he cleared one off the line. He almost reacted the same exact way as after he scored. Like it meant that much to him. And I really feel like he got his career is so bright. And I can understand why he was captain of Birmingham City at age 16. I mean, the guy is just oozing leadership qualities. And I put a tweet out just to just to bait my uh <laughs> my English fans because they hate when I when I troll them. But I said, hey, if you guys can't, if England can't win a significant trophy as a country with Bellingham in their team, Sancho, Rashford, Mounts, Foden. Jack, they're never going to do it. They're just yeah. never going to do it. And then I somebody's agree. like, well, we didn't do it with Skulls and Gerard and, and, uh, uh this is the Lampard. most, talented, like, this no. is the most talented England team ever. I would say that they, they, they feel more diverse. Well, they're in, deeper too. They're like deeper. The- they're more diverse in terms of like playing styles. You know, I feel like there's a lot of similarities in some ways from Lampard and Skulls and, and Gerard, not obviously like for like, but, but I don't know. So, I just like to do that to troll and then now they're all fired up on Twitter as, as they do. But, <laughs> but there, there was something about Dortmund that I really appreciated and, and I'm glad they didn't sit back. I mean, they did a little bit, but they got that first goal and it really gave them some belief and city didn't have any answers. City were very vulnerable. We saw it before with wolves. We talked about it. When you score on city, you have about another five to 10 minute window where they're a little wobbly. 
And all of a sudden they're going to give you, they're going to give you another chance. And Dortmund did have another one or two chances in that five or 10 minutes before city could kind of collect themselves. Cause usually they're always leading. Usually they're always in control. And if you can then score again in that next five or 10 minutes, that's going to be the team that knocks city out of this competition. Yeah. If absolutely. you can't do it, then it's not going to happen. Cause I think at some point they're going to figure it out. One other thing I'll add to the city thing. When they're down a goal, they desperately miss a proper number nine. They yeah. desperately miss having a big guy that can kind of bang with the center backs and get on the end of crosses because that's where teams are now going to sit and put eight, nine guys in the middle of the field, right on the top of the box. It's almost impossible to break them down. You're going to have to go wide because that's where the space is and you're going to whip balls in and, and you're not going to have a little Bernardo Silva, another cute, cute as a button player for me. And, <laughs> and, and Phil Foden, you know, with his racing stripes in his hair and you know, you just, these guys are too little to, to, to properly win headers in those situations at times when they're dropping those fades back post, which we saw to great effect against uh, Dortmund in leg one when went to Gundogan back post and Bernardo Silva against Mönchengladbach. You know, there's areas to do that, but but not in those situations where teams are kind of set in, in, a, in a low block and making it really impossible for you to have any space in the middle. Yeah, the number nine thing is a really good argument, especially when Man City are sort of, you know, getting nervous against the ropes, et cetera. And by the way, the, the good thing to do it, and Borussia Dortmund did it, was like, you don't sit back, but you sit back at times, mm -hmm. especially when Man City are coming at you. And then you can figure themselves out because, okay, you don't have Sergio Aguero, you don't have Gabriel Jesus in that moment. So what can we do to figure you out? One key thing, by the way, and this is something as well, Erlen Haaland's productivity in this uh, two-legged affair is because Man City usually is really good, you know, protecting danger inside the box. And Jaden Sancho obviously was a big absence, but they did generally a good job at that. But to your point, Borussia Dortmund, the problem is when you score against City and you're leading against City and you enter the second half, you have to try and do everything you can to get something in the first 15 minutes. You have to, because if you don't, they're going to figure it out. And they always do penalty or not, whatever. They're just going to come at you. And that's why they had obviously more than 70% possession, more than 700 passes, et cetera, because at some way they're going to try and figure you out. And that's why you have to be very selective in your pressing and sitting back. And that was a key thing for me, the, the, the way that it's just very difficult when you face city, if you score good for you, but you got to do it again in a specific moment. Otherwise they're going to come again. Yeah. What I'll say really quick on the Emery Chan penalty and I went on HQ today, actually, and said, okay, we can talk about Holland. We can talk about Marco Royce. We can talk about, you know, all the big names that need to show up and perform. That goes without saying. But for me, this game was going to be decided by the guys that were more role players, right? You're only as strong as your weakest link, I said. And not that I think Emery Chan's your weakest link, but because he's sitting in front of the back four, having to deal with five Man City players and like, who do I go stop? You know, it's going to be really important to see. And he's had such a bad run. In the he had a bad run. And then obviously the penalty for me, it does hit his head first. It then does hit his arm that's extended. It's harsh. It's harsh. I think you have to call it, unfortunately. Even it's though the I feel unnatural like it's harsh. position thing. Christina Uncle like replied to my tweet as well. Like obviously she broke it down. It's just, it's just it's you just, have to you have to call it. Yeah. So so let's just let's peel it back. All he had to do was move his feet. You yeah, know, if he just would have moved his feet, he would have been able to head it. You know, obviously well, you're trying to react to a cross in a in a really short period of time, right? So this is I, I'm I'm being very harsh and nitpicky here, but if he just is kind of like already on his toes, I feel like he would have attacked that ball a little bit differently. 
That's yeah, what because he would have been right by the ball and actually just power it out as opposed to right. trying like deflect mm-hmm. itself. It, but you're right. It's very easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. Sure. And, then, and, then, and, and then I said also the goalkeeper Mar- Marvin Hitz needed to show up today. Like, of course, anytime you yeah. got to beat, beat a bigger team or you're the underdog, your goalkeeper has to have a blinder. And he makes a mistake on the second one. He he should save Phil Foden's shot. Um, and, and those two guys, which are funny that I highlighted those two on HQ, <laughs> ultimately, ultimately cost them. You know, and I'll and I'll bring that up when I go back on HQ later. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, that's it. I mean, well, let's just very quickly talk about this for a second. Your final four here, your semifinals, which is PSG against Man City. What do you see in that one? Oh man, I, it's going like, to be. Hopefully, it's just a beautiful game. I I. I, I, there's something about the narrative that I want to see with with Tuchel bringing Chelsea into the final against Mauricio Pochettino and PSG. Yeah, I, because I like, there are four managers, by the way. You have two champions of it already, Guardiola and Zinedine Zidane. Albert Guardiola hasn't won it with Man City, but he's won the Champions League. And yeah. then you have two finalists, Thomas Tuchel with PSG, yeah. Mauricio Pochettino with Tottenham. So you have... Everybody's I, been I in don't a know. Yeah, there's there's a great story. I honestly think we could make a great story for every single team. You know, Madrid yeah, kind of winning it against the odds. Each one. Yeah. It really is. It's really interesting. I think that Madrid, because of the qualities that I said before, even though I think Tuchel will do will will I think does better when he's the underdog, and he'll definitely play the underdog card here, even though they're the favorites over Real Madrid on, on William Hill. I think that. Madrid will get over them in two legs. I'm curious if Sergio Ramos, who's healthy, right? Obviously, can they get some players back and will that make a difference? And and uh, I like that Militao-Nacho thing, man. The spirit of them as two center backs has been pretty cool. On the other side, City over two legs, it's just hard to go against them. In a one-off, you know, we saw it with Leon last season in the, the truncated version of the Champions League. Leon did enough to get through. Over two legs, it's going to be harder. But PSG, I got such a good one. It's well, I just want to say something about... Uh, I got to think that through. I got to think it through. I, I just want to quickly say something about the Chelsea one. I, I, Chelsea, Thomas Tuchel, amazing, incredible. But Porto was your previous opponent. Real Madrid as a, a tremendous... Op, <laughs> like, it's a different <laughs> level. Also, before Porto was Atletico Madrid, who are pretty limited, I think. And, to, you know, they can fit. Yeah. Before that was Krasnodar, right? In the group mm-hmm. stages. So... This is a brand new, completely, you've gone, if you're in a video game, you've gone from level three to level 72. Like this is going to be a tough homework for Chelsea and Real Madrid. That's all I'll say about that one. PSG, Man City, in my bracket, I have Man City winning the whole thing, but I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think, I think, I think PSG, had they been more stout defensively, Luis, you know, Bayern without Lewandowski still had a, I don't know, 44 shots over two legs. Yeah. You give those types of 44 shots to Man City, you're going to get crushed. So so if Marquinhos isn't back, that hurts them big time. And I think that City's going to have more than enough. But they still, even even domestically, PSG gives up a lot of chances every game. So I I think just because of that, but it could be a a, a shootout, you know? I could see Mbappe in this game. And it's Pochettino against Pep Guardiola. It is. And and that's, as we mentioned before, Pochettino's gotten the best of them before. So So there's something to be, it should be a remarkable spectacle. But anyway, that is it. Oh man, I can't wait. We will see you very soon. Uh, Obviously, when the semifinal stage comes back so so we skip a week and then we return jimmy conrad always a pleasure my friend i love doing this with you luis and thanks to everybody for listening 
Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod. We have so much more coming for you. So make sure that you follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. We're on cbsports.com. Please make sure it doesn't matter if the Champions League is not happening next week. We continue to bring it with previews, recaps, and so, so much more, including exclusive interviews and, of course, the return of other leagues, including MLS. Have a great, great rest of your week. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!